Hello, we are No More Sex Is Shit. I'm Beth. I'm Louise. And this is episode 10. Episode 10, how did we get <laughs> here? <laughs> um, where we're talking all about Ocean's 8. So just quickly, spoiler warning, of course, we will be spoiling the whole plot. So if you haven't seen it, go away, watch it and come back when you're finished. Yes, this film was directed by Gary Ross and written by Gary Ross and Olivia Milch. And this is about Debbie Ocean, evolution of the great oceans from the original trilogy. And she employs a crew after getting out of prison to carry out a heist, taking out of the Met Gala, which I believe at the time we were recording, the Met Gala happened last night. Oh, no way. Or, no, actually, I think it might be today. Ah, so it's great timing. Great timing. It is Met Gala season, guys. So, yep. That, I wish we could say this was intentional. Yes. <laughs> okay. So let's talk a little bit about the characters now that we know the plot. So the first, of course, um, Debbie Ocean, played by the amazing Sandra Bullock. At this point, what film has Sandra Bullock not been in? Like, I feel like she's done everything. Like, she's yeah. done horror. She's done rom-coms. She's done action. She's done comedies. She's just... Miss Congeniality, which is oh, great. I love that film. Classic. It's so good. She was literally... Like, I feel like I based so much of myself off of her from that movie so many times. And Speed, another great. Oh, film. yeah, it's good, it's good. She, yeah, she's great. And The Lake House as well. She's in, I've seen so many of the rom coms that she did, and I think it was either 90s or noughties in that time. I've seen mm-hmm. so many of them. Anyway, Debbie Ocean. So she is kind of the leader of the group. Um, and she has just gotten out of jail after her boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. sold her out, um, essentially, and she was in prison for a long time. During this time in prison, however, she came up with a plan to steal some diamond jewellery and to make a lot of money with Yay. other people. So <laughs> yeah. the, the fandom of this film is so great, and I think... Before we go any on any further, there are so many great videos out there of the cast, like the press tour of this, which if you have not seen after watching the film, you must do that like right now. It's amazing. And there are a lot of questions raised about her relationship with Lou. A lot of them are drawing the conclusion that they may have been romantically involved. It is possible. We're not entirely sure. It's kind of just left hanging in the air, um, which I think is quite a nice touch. It kind of leaves it up to the audience member to decide. Yes. Um, of course, she is related to Danny Ocean. And of course, I feel like that's the whole big tie-in. And even though it's mentioned a few times at the start of the beginning, She's not in the shadow of Danny Ocean as much as you would think with other stuff. It's not, I'm doing this because my brother, I'm doing this as a revenge thing, which is quite good. Yeah, totally. And she has that little speech that she says in the bathroom to herself and she, or, or to everyone else. And she's like, oh, do it for the girls who are wanting to grow up to be criminals. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that pretty much sums up her, her character and her um, character arc as well. Yes. Um, her dress at the Met Gala is also quite nice. Yeah. A nice black and gold number. Um, 
the costume designers are amazing in this. I think yeah. they really capture um, the people. And of course, every member of this cast at the time of filming had been to the Met Gala, apart from Lena Bon Carter, <laughs> which was funny. Yeah, yes, how? Because, how? <laughs> it's um, Helena Bonham Carter for you to say. Yes, if you would like to know about that, there's a great Graham Nott interview. It's just the whole OCD cast, I would recommend. Yeah, or watch the highlights, but it's the whole interview yeah. is just an absolute scream. I mean, Sandra Bullock, uh, Kate Blanchett and Sarah Paulson are just a handful. <laughs> I don't know. That's the only way it. Yeah, okay. he was just here for it. So, shall we move on to Lou? Sounds Kate good. Blanchett. Um, girl boss. Um, I might have had women. She's like the one that she's like, okay, guys, we're gonna do this, and they're like the one who's so outsourced. And we first see her at a nightclub doing a business where she's scamming her customers. So <laughs> from the outset, we see she's a bit of a dodgy woman. <laughs> um, of course, she's the one who's the most hesitant about the plan because she obviously knows the history from yeah. Debbie's history of this guy. Um, of course, people ship her with Debbie and then she's like protective girlfriend vibes. <laughs> so like, she's the one that's like, you're going to drag all these women down because it's revenge plot. Definitely. Yeah. She, I mean, she's so badass, Lou. Um, and when we see her coming out with the diamond necklace um, and earrings, she comes out in this jumpsuit, I think. Yeah. And she kind of like, we, we've seen her in quite a lot of layers and kind of trousers and things and we don't really see her that glammed up and then she yeah. comes out and she's wearing this sparkly emerald green jumpsuit and you're like, whoa, she is badass. <laughs> yeah, um, she rides a motorbike, which is cool. Like she, that's yeah. how her life goes, just to ride a motorbike across that really famous bridge. Yeah. Um, that's... I think that's always like a really famous bridge in any film. Yeah. It's like iconic. Yeah. So cute. Moving on to Rose Beale, played by Helena Bonham Carter. Um, the first thing I have here is, is she Irish? She's supposed to be Irish. I think right. Helena Bonham Carter just decided that she was going to be Irish. Yeah, that's what it sounded like in the Graham Norton show. It was a bit, yeah, I mean, go you. But <laughs> if she wasn't Irish, it would just be Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah. Um, so basically, Rose is not having a very successful career. She she started off well, and then it's just gotten worse and worse. And I think when Debbie and Lou go to, like, scout her out, she has designed what looks like flight attendant uniform, uniforms. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, not, she's not having a great time in her career, and she's in a lot of debt she has no money. So she's she's in a bit of a bind. And Debbie and Lou come with a solution for her. Um, and not only will it give her lots of money, it'll also give her her name back. And yeah, she'll be able to kind of get her career back on track or do whatever she wants, essentially. She's a really fun character. She's a bit doolally, um, to say. Um I love the scene where she is in the jeweler's safe and she has these glasses and she has to look at it and she has to, you know, act normal and it just looks just not normal at all. So that's a very, very funny scene. Especially the scene where she's trying to work out the necklace. Yeah. It's very funny. 
Yeah, she needs she needs more light. She needs more light. I need to see it upstairs. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. yeah. Great. Also, her dress at the Met Gala. My mom always liked it all. I kind of love it. My favorite. Yeah, it's so cool. And the glass, I mean the sunglasses and the hairpiece just tops it all off. I feel like Helena Bonham Carter was like, yes, this is me. <laughs> like they couldn't have put on anything less. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Very aesthetic, very midsummer. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Amita, played by Bindi Keelig. Um, she's at the start, she's stuck working in the family business. And as far as we're aware, she is not a criminal. As yeah. yeah. But of course, she's stuck with the mum and they need somebody who can make the fakes and also take apart the necklaces. And she is the perfect one for the job. Yeah. Um, I quite like the scene where she does take part of the jewelry and a toilet with yeah. a baby changing, which I think yeah, is yeah. quite funny. One, because it's an unusual place for a house movie, and two, why would they have a baby changing unit yeah. in <laughs> a kitchen? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but I kind of love it. And yeah, it, Mindy Kaling, I, she doesn't have a, a, a big part in this movie. Um, she is still one of the crew members, of course. Um, but I think she is such a funny um, and kind of um, inspiring woman. Yeah, of course, she's a comedic writer, so that's, like, important. And, of course, her dress, all gold, very nice. Um, yeah, really cool. They're just all set up, and they all set, fit the per- personality amazingly. Yeah. And it's the scene where they're all on the metro, and they're so out of place in these <laughs> amazing outfits. Yeah. And that's quite cool. It's a really good shot. And of course, that was used as a poster shot, which we'll talk about later because there was criticism from the poster shot and also the name of the film because it does spoil one of the major plot points of the film, which we'll get on to. Okay. So moving on to Nine Ball, played, of course, or Eight Ball, <laughs> if you don't want to call her Nine Ball, um, is played, of course, by Rihanna. She is... <laughs> Um, she's a, she's a very skilled hacker. Um, she knows what she's doing. Uh, she does. She's not keen to give away her actual name, which we do find out eventually. Yeah, we find us. We find out about a sister, and how yeah. a sister's got a life of crime, and how it's like a family business kind of. Yeah, it's but very it's, cute. I like how it's done. Not in the oh, it's like my dad was a criminal and I was a criminal. It's done in the girl boss way. And yeah, I feel exactly. Like girl boss a lot, but um. This is the only way you can really describe this film. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's essentially what it is. And it was, I mean, I'm not sure why it was made other than the fact that they wanted to do it with women and see how that how that looked. And I think this was the perfect cast to do it, to be honest. Yeah, all the criticisms of it and all the comparisons to the Ghostbusters, I think it, it was done better than Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And this was one of the films that was actually like, we can make a female remake because yeah. quite a lot of the plot of this wouldn't have been done with the Ocean's 11, 12, 13 cast, of course, no. um, where it was predominantly males and the only one was obviously Julia Roberts. Yeah. Which I would like to give a shout out to Ocean's 12, which is my favourite moment in cinema history, is that Julia Roberts pretends to be Julia Roberts and then gets arrested for not being Julia Roberts. I don't know what type of fourfold mentalness that is. I think that's one of the best moments in TV history, in film history. Because why else would you write that? That is so cool. Anyway, 
her dress is nice as well. Yeah. Um, very different. She, she she has this, I mean, it's Rihanna. So yeah. Rihanna has this kind of Rihanna swagger that only she could pull off. And I feel like at the start of the movie, it's kind of like, who is this strange person? And then by this point in the Met Gala, it's kind of like, yeah, no, she's, it's Rihanna. It's Rihanna. It's Rihanna. Yeah. Yeah. I like her style throughout the film as well. She's like quite chill clothes. Yeah. Um, One thing in this film is they're very practical clothes apart from the Met Gala. And the Met Gala clothes, they're not the most practical, but they're still like good to wear. Like the costume department went on point with this film. Definitely. I love how individual each of the characters were. They had each character, they were all so contrasting to each other, but they still managed to keep it true to the character. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, shout out to the costume department. Really good. Let's talk about Constance, played by Aquafina. She's a pickpocket, very skilled, tried to um, steal watches multiple times. (laughs) From Um, Debbie and the Lou. From Debbie, yeah. (laughs) She takes on this role. There's always one that's always the younger pickpocket who has to pickpocket the older guys and the older generation. Yep. It's quite a comedic scene where she obviously tries to pickpocket and then it's left. And I believe that is like a reference to one of the Ocean's films. I believe that happens to another one. Probably. Probably. Um, but yeah. She is cool as well. Her dress is also nice, very different from other ones. Definitely. Yeah, she's yeah. a cool she's a cool character. Um she's kind of geeky almost, would you say? Yeah. Like she's got a kind of um naivety, maybe. Yeah. Um she's kind of more more lighthearted. She doesn't take herself as seriously as the other um, crew members so yeah it's it's quite uh, the dynamic is then greater between the whole group yes shall we now talk about tammy played by sarah paulson <laughs> so she is a housewife unfortunately and she's just hating life <laughs> um i don't know how else to put it and she is Stealing goods, hijacking yeah, she's, goods. She's a fence. Yeah, she's a fence. I it's, totally know what that is. So she sells stolen goods. Yeah, but yeah. She doesn't steal them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So yeah, so she she's just not enjoying her life as a housewife. We gather she's just a bit stressed, and Debbie comes and is like, "Hey, like come come join my crew again." And she's like, I can't. And then eventually she does it and she's like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. There is also a question of whether Tammy is Debbie's best friend, which if you'll have watched the Grim Norton show, you know what we're on about. <laughs> yeah, I like how she says that she's got an online shopping addiction to her husband to like justify the mountains and mountains of stolen goods she's got in her house. It's so funny. Like she has about four or five bikes on her wall and then she has stacks and stacks of microwave boxes and stuff like that like really unneeded boxes of stuff and her husband just goes along with it what does that say about the husband am i right i know he's just she's like mommy's going away for a while why and like, yeah <laughs> it's quite funny um she yes it's a service though yeah it is so good and she brings 
a little bit of lightheartedness as well to it in a very Sarah Paulson fashion. She is playing enough of herself, but also acting as well, which I think is um, probably true for all of these characters, actually. They're all kind of, each actor is kind of playing a portion of themselves while also playing the character, which I think is uh, really good uh, casting, the casting director. Can we talk about her own plot, which is slightly different from the rest of them? Yeah. Because she is working the Met Gala. Yeah. She is an organiser. Then they pull quite a lot of strings, and she's the one who does it. She pulls a lot of strings, finds out about the cameras. She finds out about seating plans. They go on the cover and make sure that the boy, Debbie's ex-boyfriend is there with yeah. um, Daphne, of course. And she does yeah. all this. And she's the one that's mainly in charge. She's the one who tries to find the necklace yep. and the supposed clean-up operation and eventually does. Yeah. And she's really nice the touch. most integral part of the yeah. plot. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, really, really crucial uh, character in this plot. Um, and, yeah, perfect, yeah. perfect casting. Great. Yeah. Of course, there was Daphne Kluger, played by Anne Hathaway. And we were presented with a... Uh, quite self-absorbed <laughs> but quite clever woman who her dress gives off quite um Marilyn Monroe um, diamonds or a girl's best friend vibes mm. probably on purpose which I quite like and they do do quite a lot of comedy with that and her and how she's not stupid mm. and I like that because in the other films they would have won okay she is stupid and that would have been the whole plot that yeah exactly yeah um, I like when they're trying to recruit her and how they're trying to get out to wear, of course, the dress, but then it's like a job interview for her as well. Yeah, and that's so funny. Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett are standing in with the bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that scene. It's laugh so because, yeah, they want to make it look like she's the one picking to be part of the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, yeah, it's great. That whole scene. And, um, it's it's very tactfully done and we see you know Daphne Kluger is actually clued in <laughs> she works yeah. out I mean how she didn't how she wouldn't have realized when you know she was taking a video of the necklace and how it yeah. unhooked and stuff yeah I, it was quite obvious but yeah I yeah I really liked it and it was kind of like team power like girl power you know she's part of part of the team and welcomed quite easily into it so I liked that and that it wasn't women against women it was like yeah, yeah sure come on why the not? review is dramatic yeah it's really cool um, can we talk about the facts it's called Ocean's 8 mm. because for you mathematically adapt people at the time of the house you would realize oh wait there's only seven of them <laughs> and That's of course true. her making up the eighth was an interesting choice yeah yeah I liked it I think it worked really well at first I was like what and then I was like yeah no this makes sense yeah cool cool yeah and I kind of liked her more after she was joined the group she seemed self at uh, less self-absorbed which was good of course she kind of acts as the femme fatale for planting the stuff to get revenge on the ex-boyfriend she is the one who plants stuff and she's the one who actually does quite a lot and quite a lot of acting. She, she's sick. She's physically sick. 
Um, yep. She's the one having a hissy fit, and she's the one who has to kind of embarrass herself quite a lot for this job. So she's fully dedicated to this for these people that she doesn't really know. Yeah. What she's doing. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to Claude Becker, played by Richard Armitage. Um, he is obviously the ex-boyfriend of Debbie Ocean. He's nasty. I think that's the best way to put it. He's a bit of a macho guy. And um, yeah, he thinks he's the bee's knees and he betrays Debbie and puts her in jail and then goes out with Daphne Kluger to the Met Gala. Yeah, of course, it's quite a lot of put into place to like, make sure that that happens. Yeah. And then the public, she's like, why are the commissioners together? And of course, he's like, no, I was just there. But of course, you know, he was criminal and they put him in just the right place. Mm-hmm. So it looks like he has the one that's still up. Yeah. And I love how, especially the costume department, um, dress him in that scene with the dog um, as he's going back to the apartment and he has these really flash glasses and he has this fancy coat and it's kind of like paparazzi photos you'll see of celebrities I really liked the emphasis on that you know that he's he is showing off essentially how wealthy he is and how um important and inverted commas he he is he probably think he's a catch and he's like oh yeah like Daphne Kluger is lucky to be with me and that's the vibe you get yeah definitely he of course tries to stitch Debbie up yeah of course doesn't work this time so shall we talk about the other main guy in this? Yeah. Um, John Fraser, James Corden, a.k.a. the 14th Doctor, if you're to believe Twitter. What? Yeah. Um, yeah. So guys, you heard it here first. Next Doctor. Um, so James Corden, unusual casting for the role. Yeah. And obviously it's like stunt casting. But when you've got a cast this famous, does it? Yeah. It's yeah, is it was an odd choice. He plays the very smart British guy, which is very different from James Corden's any other roles. True. Like James he always Corden, ends up playing the dumb guy, the dumb He's the lovable idiot normally. Yeah, exactly. Um, of course, but here he knows it's Debbie, has no proof, and is kinda into the scheme. He knows what's happened. He basically says, I will do this and he's part of the reason that the Claude is arrested, of course. Yeah, just, a, just sticking yeah. his neck out for us girls. <laughs> of course, he doesn't work for the police. He is insurance, who I seem to be more invested in the whole plot because he doesn't care who goes to jail. He just wants a necklace back. Yeah. That's like the whole premise. Yeah. And of course, even if they did it, do get the necklace back, there is another big thing that... The big plot twist is that it wasn't just a necklace they were stealing, which is the good Ocean's plot twist. Of course, they steal every other jewellery piece that was on display at the Met Gala. Mm. And of course, we get a cameo from Quinn Chabot, I believe, as the amazing Yen, who was in all the other Ocean's films. And that's like a nice wee cameo to like tie it in. And of course, she uses her brother's connections there. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. But of course... There was a big thing when this film came out that everybody thought Danny Ocean was not going to be dead. And of course he is dead. And they're like, yeah, but he's not dead. He is dead. He is. He's dead. Dead as a dodo, as they say. Yes. Poor George Clooney. We shame. 
So let's move on to reviews. Reviews. So this goes sixty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is not amazing. It's okay. It's okay, but you have to think of all the people who hated it because mm-hmm. it was women, and then we will look at this. This this was very critically. This was very and people were very annoyed at this film for no apparent reason. Yep. Because it was a because it was a female led film and because it was a female remake, there was people yep. who said that would not work. Yep. And it did work. Yep. So we have to acknowledge that. Um, Variety said Ocean's Eight is a casually winning winning heist movie, no more, no less, but little like countless films devoted to exploits of a cool main criminals. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's it, it they're basically saying it's a good movie. It, it's nothing that we haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, it was good. It wants to make you be a criminal. Like, you <laughs> see at the start, Debbie Ocean getting in prison, picking the stuff up and saying, oh. I want to return this. And then says, no, you can't. Okay, give me a bag and leave in the shop. So it, smart. Like, I want to try that. so bad. Yeah, really exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm sure it would work, because if that actually did work, they wouldn't put it in the film. Yeah, exactly. But, like... You're like, oh, that sounds. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes you really want to be a criminal. This film. Yeah, totally. And I don't know if that's like what if like all the other oceans films. That was like what was it the vibe as well. But I feel like this was like I can do this. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. I yeah, is is great. It's great. So why don't we just chat about our opinions since we're on it anyway? So what were your overall thoughts um, when seeing this film, Louise? The plot isn't as good as the previous oceans. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I think that's with any remake. But I like the characters more. I think the characters are more individual and more yeah. modern, basically. Um, there's not as many dodgy moments as in the movies, which were made in the 90s, I believe. Mm. So that was good. All in all, it's a good film. It's just a feel-good film to watch over and over again. Exactly. Yeah. I... I love it. It's yeah, as you say, you can just watch over and over again and feel good about it. I think for me, the behind the scenes content and Presto are the highlight yeah. of the film. Yeah. The amount of times I have seen um compilations of just the cast is it uh, uh, I rewatch them all the time. They make me laugh so much. Um yeah, amazing cast, as I said earlier, and I love how individual all the characters were and how different a background they all come from. And yeah. I also enjoyed the fact that we had a couple of plot twists. Yeah, it wasn't too complex, but it was enough to kind of, yeah, to kind of give you a shock um, and to, to show that you didn't see it coming. So, yeah, and with that sense, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that film and I could watch it anytime all day long <laughs> yeah would you like to talk about the person of the day Beth yeah here we go so our person of the day today is Aquafina um who of course plays Constance in this film we felt it appropriate um to have someone from the cast because these are some incredible women in this movie so uh, some things about her she's rejected roles that require her to put on an Asian accent good on yeah. good on her while she was at high school she trained in jazz music and also classical music to totally different music genres so go go <laughs> you 
she has been rapping since she was 13 so I think that's her probably her main um career that she's known for she is a rapper um, and she's been rapping all the way since she was 13 did not know that about her at all did you not no oh wow you need to go watch some of the interviews she has a song that's quite famous about a certain female body part that's all I'm gonna say about that she um, has also got quite a successful voice acting career going for her now Um, and she was in the Angry Birds 2 movie and she has a couple of more roles coming up for that as well and the last fact about Aquafina today is she was offered the role of, uh, for Ocean's 8 over FaceTime. And ah. she was kind of just thought of straight away after the director, I think, had seen her in another film that she was in and just knew that he wanted her. Yeah, she is a very good actress. Yeah. She has a certain quirk. I feel like all the actresses in this have very specific quirks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they all have specific, like, all the actors in this all have specific followings. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know how, so it's like, I think that was what made the movie so successful. Mm-hmm. That everybody was, like, a fans and they all came together. Definitely. It was a bit of a Spider-Man No Way Home situation. Yeah. Everyone came to see their favourite person in the movie. And I think they got just about everyone from every kind of genre of TV or film yeah. that you could. So, yeah, really successful in that in that respect. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. That's all we have time for. If you haven't already, follow us on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. We are at No More Sex of Shit. Um, and yeah, go give us a follow. So next time we'll be talking all about... Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yay! Yes. Um, new Marvel one out soon. We'll see that. This is the first big Marvel film yeah. of the year. Yeah. Since Spider-Man in December. So we'll see what 2022 that comes to bring with Marvel. Yeah, very exciting. So thank you so much for listening again and we'll see you all next time. Bye, guys. Bye.